you go by Andrew and Brandy or Brandy and Andrew? Does it matter to you guys? Brandrew? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Internet. How are you? Today on the podcast, we have two returning guests together for the first time ever to be our first coupling on Outrage Factory. I mean, there, there were a couple before Outrage Factory was ever a thing. We didn't like, I don't know, because when I said coupling, it made it sound like they were coupled by it. Anyways, it's Brandy and Andrew. So you've seen Brandy four times before and you've seen Andrew once. And uh, yeah, you could tell by the robes that they're on a romantic vacation, but I just fucking killed the mood by inserting myself. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're good. We, uh, to be fair, I had already, we had already committed to the podcast before we booked the Airbnb. So yeah, we knew that was coming. Thanks for thanks for like still coming on even though you're on vacation. I'm actually really happy. Like by the way, we're podcasting, so he is less excited than I. Uh, I'm always excited to. Yeah. Always excited to talk to Dale. That's okay. I'm glad. I'm glad he's here because he can uh, help back me up for the uh, technical Uh description of a non fungible token. Yes, we have two people to mansplain Brandy. <laughs> I already don't give a shit, but please try to explain this dumbass. Thing. Okay. So I'm at that age of my life where I saw NFT, like people are like, blah, 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 NFT. I'm like, this is going to annoy me. I don't even know what it is yet, but I know that I'm going to like, and I was putting it off to talk about it. And then Brandy like brought up the Beeple selling his 5,000th every day jpeg at christie's auction and i'm like oh i like people i'll talk about that guy because i don't know if everybody who watches this podcast remembers but i used to do this thing called dale a day where i do like a little picture or a piece of artwork every day and i, I did it that. I remember that. for over two years but actually sure. i gave up so i could spend more time with this podcast because we got <laughs> into video and it actually takes a little bit of time so anyways he was like I I started Dale a day because I read an article about this Beeple guy like three or four years ago where he had done like a design every day like he started doing it I think to practice his 3D imaging skills and then he did it every day and he called it um, just every day and he calls it every days with an S and you can actually go find that on Instagram his username is Beeple Crap and for a while, they were pretty like weird, like naked Donald Trump with robot arms and stuff, but they're pretty good. So the thing he sold at Christie's was, I guess he's done 5,000 of these every day. That's like what? Two years? No, 10 years would be 3,000. I don't know. It's like 13, 14 years. Somebody could do math on that. I don't want to. And he sold it as a non-fungible token. And I saw this and I was like, well, I heard about Lindsay Lohan had a non-fungible token and hers only sold for 17 grand, whereas Beeple sold for fucking 69 million. So I guess she's going to be pretty upset that hers was worthless compared to his. So I guess I'll just explain it. Brandy, do you know what the blockchain is? Me. 
don't not know what the blockchain is. Okay. It's not, okay. Andrew, do you know what the blockchain is? Uh, somewhat. I mean, as far as I know, it's there's a whole bunch of the whole like mining for shit. Yeah. Understand, but essentially, you're just you're getting a, a a unique identifier, right? Yeah. Like, so if it's a digital asset, it's it's got this unique uh, identifier held on some kind of server somewhere securely that no one else can ever have the rights to. So mm-hmm. it's basically a one of a kind thing String that can be applied to something like a JPEG or a whatever, and then that becomes your yeah. So my understanding of a blockchain is it's basically just a bunch of computers chained together to make blocks of code, which I could be wrong. But so like Andrew was saying, they make like unique, um, I guess, digital imprints. So it's basically like a non-fungible token is if you were to take one single Bitcoin and not make the whole Bitcoin currency, but just have one coin that you can't break up into smaller pieces. So I think a lot of them are made with, this is where it's going to get annoying, the Ethereum blockchain process. So there's also a cryptocurrency named Ethereum. So the same blockchain process they use to like identify um, Ethereum, the currency they use to make these non-fungible tokens. So what they did was with Beeple's Pitcher, like basically it's just a JPEG and you could download the JPEG or whatever, but the one specific one they sold has this computer generated like digital, I guess, lack of a better way to say it, fingerprint on it. So it can, like if he sells it, like he sold it for 69 million. So if whoever bought it sells it, the like the guess, the big long string of numbers will tell, all the computers that are attached together where it is. And it's still the original one. So like, to me, this is just like fucking scary Skynet shit. Like it's funny. Cause people want to use like Bitcoin to get rid of their, I don't know, to get somehow get off of like regular money, but they're just have this digital money that all these computers know where it is and what it's doing at all times. Yeah, like I was the bed here. It just seems like you're like you're paying for not nothing. Like you own mm-hmm. a sixty-three million dollar nothing. Because that thing I sent you on Facebook after that about the wine guy. Yeah. That guy, that's I can't, that's even a next step. So at least a digital picture I can understand because it's a photo and you can look at it and it has like a value there. But this guy was like, I don't drink anymore and I have a wine collection. So I'm taking all of these and turning all my wines into these NFTs and then breaking the bottles. So whoever owns them, owns them at their like prime, but you're not fucking drinking it because you broke <laughs> the bottle. Yeah. Paying like all this money for like a, what is it? A picture of the picture bottle? Of the, right, it's, right, right. it's a picture of the bottle. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's just as good as any other thing. But you're not yeah. drinking the wine. Well, so here's what I think is funny. I love it in a way because it's just like, like money is fake, just like everything else. Like we only decide together that it's worth something and that makes it worth something. And I mean, it's obviously super complicated and there's like, things are driven by markets and blah, blah, blah. But we just, we have a number that sits in a bank account 
and that's worth whatever it's worth in Canada versus what it's worth in a different country because we all decide yeah, this is what this is worth. And so they're doing the same thing with these other digital assets. Just people are getting together, deciding this is worth this much, and they're and it is. Hence, it is, and it's so someone has made something valuable just by declaring it valuable and it's kind of cool i don't want digital wine i can tell you that yeah fucking now well this isn't for us brandy this is for like rich this is for rich dumb people who i guess don't know what to spend their money on like this is like um i i heard i didn't hear this explained but i heard like um like really expensive art is not as valuable as it is it's just the art piece itself is worth whatever everybody says it is so it's like an easier way for rich people to trade assets without involving the bank so that even makes more sense than this even though like if you sell a super rich picture it could get fucked up and broken so this makes more sense in that way but with a non-fungible token it's the most traceable thing ever so like if i was a rich billionaire doing shady shit and I wanted to pay another rich billionaire to do like get shady supplies to do my shady shit. I would just give him like a Rembrandt painting right. and then it would be like nothing changed hands. So it'd be harder to track. Cause I could just be like, well, I gifted him this picture instead of like being like, right. people would be like, why did you pay this guy $36 million? Like if Epstein <laughs> would have dealt with all these uh, classic pictures, then we wouldn't know that all these different people gave him all these millions of dollars and you don't know why. It'd be like that guy who gave Epstein that mansion. It'd be like, yeah, I just gave him this mansion that's worth it's like a hundred million dollars. Sorry? Just a lot of that uh, gifting. If you're rich enough, you can just keep gifting stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's dumb. Like, I get it, I guess, what you're saying. But like, the first thing I ever, the the first time I ever heard of a non-fungible token, I just saw someone's tweet that said, non-fungible tokens are the beanie babies of the 2020s. And I was like, yeah. But then, so I really expected them to, like I was looking for something in a box, like there was going to be an unbox. Yeah. I expect there to be an actual token. I guess I didn't know what non-fungible meant. And so I was very confused. And then when I looked at it, I'm like, no, that doesn't clear it up. It's still nothing. Yeah, some of them do have a physical counterpart to the non-fungible token, but I think most people want to keep them digital so they could trade them without having to send a physical package somewhere. You didn't dream of the crypto sausage? What's that? (laughs) Sausage. There's a, if you go to uh, opensea.io, there's like, a whole bunch of NFT stuff for sale. You can scroll through and there's a bazillion different little whatever. Right, because it was a cat thing that was the first NFT, right? Uh, no, there was a popularized like cat thing where you could buy cats and then trade the different cats. Ne- Neon Cat, which was that gif like 10 years ago of the like floating Pop-Tart. Right. The guy who owned, who started that, like start made the original gift. He made Neon Cat into a NFT, um, which is kind of like all right. The, the more annoying ones. There's been like so many NFTs we just never heard about them because they've never sold for as much. Like, 
Mark Cuban made a get gif of himself dancing. There's there's one that's a picture of uh I just blanked on that like the most famous basketball player right now. <laughs> By LeBron James. I don't know anything about sports. I couldn't Wait, tell you. Yeah. yeah. And then like I think oh, I was totally gonna look at this before the podcast, but I forgot. But Kings of Leon made their album an NFT. Oh boy. And I like the Wu Tang album that uh fucking What's his name? Scarelli. Pharma bro. Owns. Yeah. I don't know his first name, but his last name is Scarelli. Yeah. Right. He bought that was for $2 million. I don't actually, was that an NFT? Do you think? No, that NFTs on like one off album that was like pressed and given to him. Yeah. And like, apparently he could do whatever he wants with that. So I don't know why he hasn't released it for distribution. I guess he, oh, I guess because he was just trying to be the bad guy and hold it back from the masses. I wonder whatever happened to that. Things that you should wonder about for the podcast. The Wu Tang album, because when he went to jail, when Shkreli went to jail, I thought that they were going to sell the Wu Tang album as because they were seizing all of his assets because he was so in debt or something. So I don't know if someone else got it or if it's just fucking in limbo somewhere. It would be something we could ask the Google. The Google. Google Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a good idea on Wu-Tang to just be like, we made this album. We don't want to fucking deal with the back background bullshit. Give us $2 million. You could do whatever you want. I mean, because sorry, has nobody heard it? Like, no, no one's heard it. Like, it was a big deal for like six months. Like, because Wu Tang hadn't had an album in a long time, and everybody's like, "There's a new fucking Wu Tang album, and I can't hear it." And then, like, you figure whoever owned it would have like used all that to like try to sell it and make a whole yeah, bunch yeah. of money off it. But I he guess just they kind of his basement, just vibing, like totally into it, doesn't <laughs> by himself. Yeah. Having parties. The latest news is that RZA wants the album back. Cool. April 2019. So, yeah. Yeah, I know they're trying to get it back, but like they can't just get it back. They'll probably have to buy it. And I imagine Screlly, since he's trying to be like the world's supervillain, would have like an exorbitant price on it. Yeah. So, this, I don't know. What does the word fungible even mean? That's like... Well, I don't know. I uh, thought you see, were going to explain this part it. Up. I looked this part up. Oh. No, I was pooping earlier. I'm <laughs> and fu- fun- fungible is like money or even a Bitcoin. Because what I can do is I can lend you 10 Bitcoins. Yeah. And give me back two, five dollars worth of bitcoins and it'll mean the same thing uh but a non-fungible is it's there's only, like you're saying there's only ever one of it like okay it's, there it's a unique thing and it's oh. it's only where it's worth what it's worth yeah and, and that's it and there's no you can't exchange it you can you buy it uh, yeah but you could sell it and buy it but it's it's worth what it's worth and that's all there is to it is the one well there you go Trade it for equal value of some other currency or anything. It's just what it's worth. Nice. I believe. 
on the go. Well, <laughs> I still think they're fucking dumb. So they are pretty dumb. Uh, we for 18 minutes, you two have explained to me what they're for. Uh, oh, yeah. Dale, but also I think it, they're still dumb. Ate up a lot of good time with that. Yeah, I'm. 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 I bet everybody was like super stoked that we started the podcast being like, hey, there's this dumb thing that annoys us. And here it is. <laughs> we just explain it. But I feel like I saved a lot of people from having to care about non-fungible tokens. I know, because, because I mean, they're not even fungible. Why are we going to care about them? Yeah, exactly. Like now you don't have to look them up or care about them. No, that's as much as I ever need to know. Like unless yeah. I can get $63 million by like making a pixel. Or something, then I don't. Think I guess we need so. to start making them, right? That's the only. Yeah, I mean, we could make them, but we won't be able to get them to Can sell you make at like Christie's. An outcast, like out, Rage Pod logo, non-fungible. I could. There's that website Andrew had up with the sausage, where it's like a website where you go and you make them, and then you sell them. Right. But I don't. I don't want to fucking add to this nonsense this is no. just, like at this point it's just like panic buying toilet paper where it's like you don't need toilet paper don't fucking buy it all like don't buy an nft for 69 million bucks by the time any of this shit like gets to my dumb brain you <laughs> can't make any money off it anymore yeah exactly friends like you know the whole game stop thing and everything you know for, for one minute i was like Oh shit! Here we go. Fucking buy some GameStop stuff. No, because I know about it, and if I know about <laughs> yeah. it, it's too late. no it's fucking too late. way. <laughs> I made ninety dollars off of GameStop because I well, I heard about GameStop like you. I know. And I was dabbling, like I signed up to Wealth Simple. I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, and it was it was basically it's just like it's like me doing fantasy hockey but it stocks and i'm the worst person to buy it sucks like i found this one called kraken and i'm like oh that sounds fucking dope and i'm like what is it and it's like this company out of nova scotia that builds underground underwater like metering devices for the sea i'm like fuck yeah i'm buying that it's only 60 cents so i like bought some and hasn't done anything and then I was like, mm, I'm going to be smart about this. So I went and bought a whole bunch of stocks that had dropped a whole bunch, thinking they'd go back yeah. up and feeling like I figured it out in five minutes. They didn't. I lost a bunch of money. So basically, the one I bought one GameStop stock at 50 bucks, and then it went up to 140 and I freaked out, and it was like too much. I was like, should I sell or should I buy? So I just sold it. And then now it's at like 250, but I still made 90 bucks and I made back all the money I lost on the dumb shit that I gambled on. But now my latest thing with stocks is I found about found out about dividends. So it's like there's this company in Texas called Algonquin Energy or Power or something. And they're the ones who run those all those fucking windmills that broke. Like the, when Texas hit that deep freeze, so they so all their stock went down, but they own a whole bunch of other fucking windmills and shit too around the country. So I was like, Oh, so like, they're not like done, done. They're just, their stock went down. So I bought them because they have like, I think it's like every share you have of theirs, you get like 20 cents a month, but you still have all the stock price. So I was like, sweet. 
I'll get 20 cents a month and then I'll use that 20 cents to buy this other stock. And then that stock will be like the baby of the first stock. And then I'll have <laughs> like a stock family. Yes. So that's, that's my approach to the it stock market. Like so much paying attention. I was uh, buying a giant pack of weed from a old hippie guy yesterday. That's my dad's old friend. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been doing the stock stuff. And he's like, I got, I subscribed to three newsletters and they tell me exactly what to do. And I was like. It worked out really great for him selling his house now because. No, yeah. but he just started. He said he made quite a bit of money anyways. But I'm like, you have to be reading them and on it and paying attention. Yeah. It's too you don't, lazy. You know what's the only thing more boring than listening to me and Andrew explain uh-huh. what a non-fungible token is? Reading about stocks. <laughs> I, bet, I bet we could talk about literally anything talking else. about reading about stocks talking about reading yeah okay well we could talk What's about next on the list jason kenny and the bigfoot thing oh yeah so jason kenny some i don't know how he heard about this movie but there's this movie called the bigfoot family on netflix because some fucking chud in alberta complained he was watching it his kid wanted to watch it and he complained to whatever the people like he complained to Netflix and whatever the board is that regulates television in Alberta and said it was like anti-oil messaging. Well, and it is. Like whoa. But have did yeah. you guys? I like me being a guy who likes to do a lot of homework for the podcast, except for all the other stuff. When I said I didn't, I was like, I could watch a movie. That's like the perfect amount of homework for me. Yeah, I definitely did not watch the movie. No, so I started this movie and it sucks. You, you you go to the Rotten Tomatoes first of all, and it's thirty one percent. You don't watch, don't waste your time. Yeah, below like a seventy on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it's like the it's like a kid's like computer animated cartoon, and it doesn't even make sense from the get go. So it starts with this kid who's like, I'm the son of Bigfoot. And then he's like, this is my mom. And she's like a regular person. He's, a kid or he's, a he's, he's like a Bigfoot kid. But here's, I'm going to explain why it doesn't make sense. Because he, he's like talking about how he's Bigfoot's kid. If there's multiple Bigfoots, how can you be the kid of Bigfoot? What'd you say, sorry? He said he, said he was the kid of Bigfoot. Yeah, he's the son of Bigfoot. But if they're all Bigfoots, how are is he is the one just a bigfoot? Like, does he not have a name of his own? Yeah, it's like Alex or something. Oh, there you go. But okay. um, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it just it starts with him being like, I'm the son of Bigfoot, and I have superpowers, so he can like heal stuff and he can run super fast. So you're like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, and this is my mom. She's a human, and you're like, oh shit, that chick gets plugged by Bigfoot, and it's just like oh. this nerdy girl with glasses, and then it's like he's talking about his dad and he's explaining that his dad turned into Bigfoot in like a lab accident. And then you're like, well, then he's not fucking Bigfoot. You don't turn into Bigfoot. You are Bigfoot. And he's like, wait, if his dad turned into Bigfoot through an accident, like he got chemicals dumped on him. And he's like, then how does his son have the powers? Yeah. If right. So that's the first thing that doesn't make sense. Lots of just erroneous sort of connections there. Yeah. And then, so the plot of the story, the plot of the movie is that's like the introduction. And then the dad who calls himself Bigfoot when he's just a guy with hair, 
he gets so a letter. Like a living in a hut guy in the forest. He just no, they have like a regular house. Oh, and then in the house, they have like a bear and a raccoon because another one of Bigfoot's superpowers is he could talk to animals. Mm-hmm. So, what's that? I just, I'm trying to picture, I just, I don't understand why I live in the house. But anyway, go on, continue. Well, because apparently, I don't, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's a dumb car. It's like one, it's supposed to be like cartoon logic, but it's like beyond dumb where you don't like they don't. Like you make a cartoon so you don't have to quite explain everything because kids don't catch as much stuff. So, but I, I think we're actually just spoiled by Pixar and whatever company makes Despicable Me because those movies are all so good without plot holes that you're like, oh, that's good. But then you watch <laughs> something like this and you're like, what? This sucks. That like suspending your like belief system is tough. Yeah. So. The he, Bigfoot gets a letter from this a couple of like a couple like you guys who are also protesters and they're up in Alaska at some like super nice sweet valley and they want Bigfoot to come protest some logging company who's like doing something in the valley. So Bigfoot goes up there and then there's like it's weird because it's like there's armed guards and a giant electric fence blocking access to this oil companies who like is like they have these advertisements where they're like clean oil. And then they're like, well, they're not clean if they have all this like secrecy and stuff. And then Bigfoot jumps the fence and goes in and then figures out that they're like just exploding the ground and then oil comes out of it. It's like the dumbest way to get oil possible. <laughs> and then well, these these guys are like super bad. So what they want to do is just blow up the whole valley to get the oil out. So it's like on one hand, it is like demonizing oil companies. But on the other hand, if you believe that this is actually true, it's like, like Kenny getting mad at this would be like um, a company get who makes anvils getting mad at the Roadrunner before mm. the way like anvils are portrayed. Yeah. <laughs> And like there just feels like there's something else to get mad at. I guess it's a good distraction. This Bigfoot that lives in the house that then goes and hunts. Like, does he get mailed to his house? as Bigfoot. I'm really stuck in him. Yeah, he gets mailed to his house. Well, he has like a human name. It's I can't remember what it is. Oh, okay. But it's like blah blah blah. He's his. It's like let's just say his name's Jason Schmiger. Jason <laughs> Schmiger, comment or bracket bracket Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Like I guess Bigfoot's like his like nickname or something i don't and know so does jason kenny think that the children are gonna want to say big i mean it seems like there's a lot of a lot of that is wrong in the mm-hmm. so like well he's just work like he's since he's jason kenny and he's basically put all his money he like basically went to a roulette table and put all his money on zero which was oil and then the roulette table went around three times and it missed oil. So he keeps put, he keeps doubling down right. on oil. So anytime anybody says anything bad about oil, he's like, fuck, that's where all my ducks are in that basket. Yeah. So I have to defend it tooth and nail. Like right before the pandemic, he made his four, his four year budget plan dependent, yeah. like solely on oil somehow being, selling way more than it did in the past. And then the pandemic came and basically fucked up his whole budget. And then 
And now gas is so expensive again. Yeah, that's just that's just fucking gasping. I think gas is expensive right now because Biden said no to the Keystone Pipeline. So oil just went back up because they figured that they wouldn't, even though it's not really running yet, somehow the thought of not having that pipeline. Yeah, like we don't use it yet, but the thought of not using it. Yeah. Or I think it might be just be that like oil went down during the pandemic, like the price of oil dropped because nobody was using it, that people stopped producing it. So yeah. there was a lag in production and then it all got used up again. So maybe production hasn't caught up to that lag kind Either of thing. Way. I don't drive anywhere, so it's fine, but it's still dumb. Listen to us. Just dumb. talk about economics. I know. I don't know anything <laughs> about it, so I seriously hope no one's listening to anything we're saying. With like yeah. Economy <laughs> Factory. That's what this podcast is now. Yeah, I don't know who you put. Do not invite me to that one. Yeah, I think that would last maybe one episode. And I'd be like, I actually don't like talking about this or researching this. So I don't want to talk about it. I don't know anything about it. No, it's not my thing. Yeah. Like if I had like a stocks thing, that story about the mama pot, the mama stock, that was the most exciting. I could make stocks for myself personally. And I've already done that. So I don't think I would get into it at all. The most exciting stocks could be is if they're paying you just mass amounts of money, but all the shit that you have to do to make that happen, I don't care about. So yeah, exactly. I can't benefit from it because it's just too much thinking. Yeah. Also to get like a bunch of money, you have to put in so much money. money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you have to put in like a good return on a stock. Like a really good one is 10%. So it's like, unless you put in like $10 million and make $1 million, but then you're like, could lose $10 million. Like, it's just like, who has 10 extra million dollars? I guess you get to a point where $10 million is like a hundred bucks for us. Yeah. But at that point you would just want to fuck around instead of paying attention to the stock market. There's a friend who keeps talking to me about like, come on, man, you got to check out this latest crypto I got. Like I bought in at 20 cents a couple weeks ago. Now it's worth 40 cents, which is like, oh, it's fucking pretty sweet. But then it's like, for me, I would put in like a hundred bucks. And I was thinking like, holy shit, imagine if I put a hundred, oh, it'd be 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, it. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, you're like, oh, I could buy a pair of pants, and it's just like it's like, like Brandy's right. The amount of mental energy it takes to care about it to get just a hundred bucks, like, just go to your job and make a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool if I somehow made a whole bunch of money off the stock market and then I didn't have to work anymore. That's true, but that's very unlikely. Very oh. It's very unlikely. That would be like if there was six GameStops going on at the same time and I caught it before it happened. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Just likely. give me a call. Ask me if I've heard of the thing that and you're trying to invest in. If, he if I not. have heard of it, then don't fucking do it. If I've never heard, I have no idea what you're talking about, then there's a chance it might be. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good measure. Okay. But only with stocks. I... We'll continue to buy stocks based on the name of the company 
and if it's cool or not. Like okay, so if I was gonna buy stocks, it would a hundred percent be that way. Yeah, I'd be like this is my stock money, and I'm gonna buy the one that sounds cool or looks cool or whatever. But mm-hmm. that would be my strategy. I wouldn't look at anything else about it, just the name of it. Yeah, okay. like um, remember before when I was talking about how I'm gonna use the dividends to buy like a baby stock? Yeah. I found a stock that's named Stinger and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to buy some Stinger. It's only yeah, third. Yes. It's only 30 cents a, a like, share. If later in your life you get to be like, yeah, I got rich off a of Stinger. Like that's a cool fucking story. <laughs> like That's a cool fucking story. You get to tell forever. You'd be like, yeah, grandchild, you're going to school because of Stinger. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should look up what this company is. And it's like some holding company out of Alberta that, has silver and gold and i was like i don't know what that means and uh, this is as much research as i want to do because it's like yeah, i mean what are they stinging i don't know yeah exactly <laughs> like i don't Not know how you get from lot. having gold and silver to stinger so definitely need uh the economic podcast <laughs> yeah, that, that the right there we got it yeah no. hey you know what's better than economics Uh-oh. geopolitics do you guys want to talk about some world politics? I didn't see that on there. Oh, what the is quad. That? The quad. Also, fucking such a badass name. Okay. The best part about this is Biden did it instead of Trump. So even though it's kind of a dumb, like. Well, I did read about this on you. Yeah. Did, and then I got very freaked out. So I stopped reading because that's how I handled geopolitical issues. Yeah. So. Scary. Yeah, like I was saying, if Trump would have done this, everybody would have flipped out and called him racist against the Chinese and shit because it's basically Biden got together with India, Japan, and Australia, and they want to hold China more... um, Accountable? Yes. Thank you. They want to hold China accountable for this pandemic because basically, as it stands... We still don't know where the pandemic came from. And every time Trump brought it up, people just said he was a racist and they moved on. And like, yeah, like China's saying that it came from the wet market, but there's still no proof of this. China, like, shushed all their journalists. They like, like all the whistleblower doctors are on vacation. And then so we don't know. So but what they... (laughs) Yeah. So it's funny because it's like, like it's almost not even new because the USA, India and um, Japan have all had these like annual military exercises for the last four or five years where they get all their militaries together and they like do military games and shit. They have a little like square dancing competition. Yeah. And they like take that. They do rat tails to each other and snap each other's butts. That's what military stuff is, I guess. But yeah. now I guess they felt bad for Australia because Australia at one point was like, hey, maybe we should find out what happened with this pandemic. And China was like, shut up or we'll kill you. And then the states were like, oh, come here, little Australia. It's OK. You could be part of our group. But they're really not anyway. OK, so now they're what do they want China to do? Oh, they don't know yet. The The news announcement is... They just did a full-on straight like, well, I don't know. We think something. Get this. The news announcement was because this group is going to have their first Zoom meeting 
with the leaders of the countries. Like it's been like whatever, like peons have been like talking back and forth, being like, hey, blah, blah, blah. We're people in the military and the government. This is what we talk about. But now like Joe Biden's going to talk to Morrison, who's the leader of Australia, and I don't know who's the leader of he India or Japan. Who's going to be the president soon? Of what? Everything. Zoom knows everything. Everyone's going oh. to Zoom everything. So, like, the guy that runs Zoom is going to be like, I know every secret. I've Dude, I love Zoom. I can do this podcast yeah, no. without leaving my house. Or if they'll make the first quad meeting into an NFT. Well, <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah. So are you guys, how do you guys feel about this? Do the quad? I mean, there's probably other reasons to, you know, China's fucking terrifying you know, for a lot of reasons, but uh, if they figure out who, how the, this virus came about, I don't know that it changes anything. It's changing much. I mean, it's pretty. We need to just get better because it's gonna fucking happen again, one hundred percent. Like I think I heard. We keep hearing about like, oh fuck, here comes the next one before we're even out of this one, and the next one could be is potentially, is for sure, can be like way worse than this one, and uh, that was just like a little practice round, I think, COVID. So um, we just need to get better at dealing with it. Yeah, we can pay that and the uh, all the antibiotic resistant shit is terrifying to you. Like we need to. Just, mm-hmm. There was like I don't just before the pandemic hit. There was a Netflix show it was called like pandemic. pandemic or something, and it was like they showed all these people, uh, different research teams and stuff working on these like universal vaccines, and they just they were not getting funding and. Uh, they look so they promising. They had it and... so close. They had a universal like coronavirus vaccine, so not specific to COVID, but like just coronaviruses in general. And they had it right up to the end, and then everybody was like, "We don't want to fund it." Yeah, that's actually where we fucking the, it. <laughs> the Pfizer and Moderna, the MR, MR, MNRA. That's why that vaccine came out the first because oh, okay. it was started under. The first SARS, they started developing it back then. So they did, it wasn't a total loss. Like they got some of, I guess, the research and information they from them. stopped working on it. Like we wouldn't even have had a problem. Like if they had had yeah. funding and people gave a shit, then they would have kept working on it. And then when this stuff happened, it would have been like, oh, here's the fix. Like it wouldn't have got, but because we just can't get together globally. I'm like, yeah, we're just going to go back. Like the states are like, we're going to vaccinate everybody tomorrow. And we're going to go back to normal, and then it's just going to happen again. But. And then fucking six months from now, we're all going to have Ebola, and we won't feel like a toilet paper. And uh, <laughs> Well, you know, we have a lot of toilet paper. We need a lot of toilet paper when you have Ebola. We have a lot at home. We kept buying it. We were worried that you couldn't buy it, so we kept buying it. Yeah. Buy it. But... I mean, Ebola seems worse because, like, liquefying organs just seems like a bit more likely that you'll die. But there's no evidence that you get a three-hour-long erection with Ebola. Where you have <laughs> two guys that have had that with Corona. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to do you want to 
expand on your three hour erection or do you just want to bring it up? <laughs> uh, yeah, the newest <laughs> worst side effect of COVID apparently is this uh, a couple people, this latest person, an unidentified 69 year old man. <laughs> I love that he was 69, 69, by the way. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's my favorite part for sure. Yeah, so what happened? Do you want me to just yeah, jump in here? Article, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to push around the fact that this is my podcast, but I just, so what happened was this super obese man, he got coronavirus and then they like hooked all the fucking breathy shit up to him. But so what they do with these people is they roll them on their stomachs because apparently it helps disperse the oxygen throughout yeah. the body. Because I guess if you're obese, sometimes when you're like, it's like, heavy. Yeah. So all the blood, all the air. So here's a quick biology on more scientific facts. So the way your body works is blood goes into your heart and then you breathe in air and the air goes into the blood and then the blood goes through your body and that's how your muscles and all your shit works. But if you're super fat, then it's harder for the blood to get to the extremities and like, because the blood has to go through all the fat so it gets slowed down. And it sucks in the oxygen. Yeah. yeah. And then if you're on your back, it doesn't like but if you're on your if you're on your stomach, it, I guess it just squishes the blood down easier. Well, so yeah. Like it more space. Yeah. So I was like I first heard about this. I was like, hey, you could get a three hour erection. But it's kind of misnomer because he didn't have like just a normal erection. It wasn't like a fun erection. It was like, I think they called it a preapism, where it's like his dick was just full of blood clots. So it like because you have to drain it with a needle. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. You know what they? I heard about this on like on a podcast. But if you have an erection that lasts longer than four hours you know how they're like call the ambulance if you last longer than four hours so what can happen is the blood vessels and shit in your body can die and then they just go into your circulation and fuck up all your other shit which is the super scientific term so what they have to do is they don't even use a needle they have to like slice up the sides of your penis and scrape all those like rotting bloated like blood clots out and then your penis never works again. You like you can still pee out of it, but and you, you can't... have one three hour erection and then never again. Yeah. But that's that's only if like they only do like the scraping shit if you've had an erection for like 12 hours and it's like gonna go gangrenous type of deal. <laughs> so what happened was they fucking roll this fat guy over on his back and then he's just like boing. He has this like huge boner and they're like shit like they say he had a three-hour erection because they turned him over but they don't know how long he had it because it could have been like poking into the bed the whole time he was laying on his stomach so yeah like brandy said they had to drain it with the um needle with the needle and shit which is so not cool yeah right like if i could go the rest of my life without having a needle in my penis i'll be happy (laughs) that sounds like yeah. Sounds like a boater killer, pun intended. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can probably like cumulatively bleed for the rest of your life. Three hours is probably the most erection you'll ever have. Yeah. Like cumulatively. So mm-hmm. that does seem like an obnoxious thing to have happening. 
Mm-hmm. Then he died. That was probably. He died? Well, wouldn't you Not if your terrible. dick didn't work? I don't have a dick. It never works. <laughs> I mean, that's not a thing that I have to worry about. Yeah, well, he was on an, um, what the fuck? What's that called? A ventilator for 10 days. And then they sedated him to be unconscious. Then they put him upside down for 12 hours or whatever. So this was kind of like a last ditch effort. He and had so, a ventilator for 10 days and flipped over and then he got an erection. Yeah. So what happens I'm is. Happy. He did not know that. Yeah. Any of this okay. Happened. Yeah, so it's like the weird thing about coronavirus, besides me not knowing regular science, I don't know a lot of coronavirus science, but what it sounds like is what it sounds like to me is when blood pools in your body, like you get blood clots way easier. So like since he was on his stomach and went in his, so he probably had blood clots throughout his whole body. So this guy was probably would have been on his way out even if he didn't get a three-hour erection. Right. I mean, I didn't think that the erection killed him, but, like, what a way to go. I mean, if you're going to go, <laughs> right, go with your dick at full mat. I don't know. I mean, Yeah, exactly. I mean, out and sticking around all the time. So, <laughs> I mean, if the doctor's like, Dale, you have four hours to live, I'm like, can I just get a three-hour erection right at the end? Right Just now. to, like, yeah. close like, it out? Fucking time. I mean, with a needle. Yeah. What's what's the other option? You just die without an erection. I mean, what's that? That That seems like the lowbrow way to die. (laughs) Yeah, that is the not badass way to die for sure. Oh, we're very sorry about Peter. Um, We know he was, you know. Right, sorry. But he did have a three hour erection before he died. Yeah. I mean, mean, it's not all bad. Videoing you for that? Sorry? Would a nurse like be like, well, I should do something for this? Like, would you try to relieve it like a more natural way before you shove the needle in? Uh, The problem is, it doesn't work. I mean, in my head, I hope numerous nurses tried to help this guy out and like there was throwing handies at him left and right like that's like, my I fantasy mean, my fantasy like, into this oath, like you should just try it out it might not work but like you should at least fucking try <laughs> like there's only there's usually one way to get rid of it right? uh-oh is the Hippocratic Oath give fat guys hand jobs? Because if it is, I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. But, like, I mean, oh. I'm not though. Like, really, <laughs> Brandy. I, I like where you're going with this. Like, this should be. We should start. An outrage factory foundation <laughs> called Handjobs <laughs> for the Obese. <laughs> Even if it's not going to solve anything, at least we should try. I mean, it'll solve something for those guys. I mean, it will. Something yeah. for what it will solve. But it will solve and even if it doesn't get rid of his three-hour erection, at least it made Let's him feel try. better while he had it. Yeah. You need to try. Exactly. Ooh, well. So do you guys want <laughs> to? 
<laughs> jump from the three hour erection talk into Women's Day talk? Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> International Women's Day. So International Women's Day was this week. Was that oh, fuck? Was that Monday? Monday. Monday? Monday. Monday. Yeah. And Burger King. I don't so. What's been happening a lot lately on Twitter is fast food companies like Wendy's are just fucking getting a lot of hits by being like cheeky, I guess you would say. So Burger King tweets on International Women's Day. They tweet women belong in the kitchen. That's the tweet. And then the follow up tweet page ad and a bunch of publications with just that. But yeah. yeah. So and then the follow up tweet was. Um, something about women being only yeah, I think it's a, of- oh it says women belong yeah. in the kitchen stop the tweet and then the, the ad on the tweet was if they want to of course and then yet only 20% of chefs are women we're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by power, empowering female employees do you like how much I can read yeah we're like I'm very happy with your reading yeah by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career which is offensive because Burger King should not be called a culinary yeah. career. Well, I mean that was the most offensive part of that <laughs> whole string of words that you said was the Burger yeah. King culinary career it should be your parents keep nagging you to get a job and you want money for alcohol on the weekends. Yeah, so come like work at Burger King. Probably that works with you can buy it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Like they were like, they put the, like the first part to be like, ha people will be so upset by just this. And then they'll read the next part and then they'll be like, oh, Burger King's actually a good company. They want to. Don't know as if they expected the backlash to be enough that they had to quit or like delete it. But yeah, they uh, like the tweets no longer that. there. I think they were prepared for it. Yeah. So what they didn't realize is that when people on the Internet get incensed by something, they're I like, so mad. <laughs> they're not like, oh, I'm angry. I'm going to look into this further. Like, they're I'm just like all your establishments to the ground. Yeah, they're going to they're going to go. I'm angry. I'm just going to flip out and I'm going to reply to that even though my reply is going to be under the reply that anyways, they really did flip out. Yeah. And a lot of people got very upset because they're dumb enough to believe that Burger King would just say women belong in the kitchen on international women's day. The women got upset because they were like, you can't think of anything better than this. Like, fucking age-old trope of bullshit. (laughs) Like, yeah. At the same time, they're like, you're fucking head of marketing is a female. And I'm like, yeah, but, She's not wrong because look now we're talking about your fucking podcast. It never ends. Like they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And they weren't. And their whole message was not wrong. The whole thing that they were trying to put out there was a good message, and so they could stand behind that. They could be like, "You guys can interpret it however you want." Like, fucking everyone, calm the fuck down. Don't like just get let them speak. But that's what they banked on, and they kind of wanted. I don't know. Yeah, like they didn't. They also didn't say that. All, most of the people in fast food kitchens are dudes because the women are working the register because that's the better job and only the dudes will put up with doing the bullshit in the back. I mean, if I was a woman, I wouldn't want to work back there. Or, I mean, I am a woman, but I wouldn't want to work back there. Like, if I was a chef, like, working with a bunch of dudes in the back of a kitchen seems awful. Yeah, I've, I've been a fast food cook and a line cook, and it is awful, and it sucks. 
and it's like it's like super fast paced. It's super stressful. It's hot. And you just you go home smelling like a deep fryer. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. I mean, I worked at a coffee shop and I didn't like it. So I can't imagine thinking that like burning mm-hmm. would be an improvement from that. Yeah. Like for to get me back into like a kitchen, they would have to pay me like 50 bucks an hour. And they nobody pays not that. Do. They would not do that. Yeah. No. Like the only thing, good thing about being a line cook is it pays slightly better than like a retail job but you have to smell like deep fry all the time oh yeah it's terrible it's the worst and then it's like you have to go home and scrub it off you and it's like i don't know i uh i'm not a fan of it i wouldn't recommend it for anybody and uh, like i don't know but i guess it's a good start for your culinary career someone has to do it because i want onion rings and fries (laughs) so, <laughs> yeah, true. Like, this I is... don't want to down talk it too much because someone needs to. Oh, yeah. So what we should be doing is being like, everybody who's not me should want to work in the Burger King kitchen so that I can have good food. Yeah, they should deliver it to me, too. Mm-hmm. This is your Robux to do it. Yeah. Those those uh, chicken fries aren't going to deep fry themselves. They're not. I think what they should have done for international women's day instead was just rename their company burger queen nice that sounds would that have been a performance or would they have sunk into it and actually like elevated the women in their company to be something better let's say they named themselves burger queen how many people do you think would get upset about that as being like a sexual shaming nickname? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people will get mad about literally whatever. So. Yeah. Podcast about it. Yeah, this one right here. Exactly. I love when people get mad because it gives me something to talk about. Like if everybody was like well behaved and super okay and dealt with their baggage normally and didn't freak out on the internet i wouldn't really have anything to talk about it would be like so the weather's weather today and Can you imagine uh, a world where people were just okay oh my god or people admitted that their problems aren't actually problems that would Hopefully be amazing well no that would be <laughs> that's not going to happen <laughs> i mean if you need to have problems in your life to keep you going, it's probably better if they're not actual real problems right, and yeah. you're just being dramatic. But you don't have the perspective to know that, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess the problems I have in my life aren't super dramatic or life ending, but like they're just like typical problems. Like I got to pay my bills and I and want fun. enough money to have fun. Other than I mean, that, it isn't any fun to have. So right now, it's kind of just like, like, oh, I'm having plenty of fun. I still got my Xbox. <laughs> I can still go for walks by the ocean. That's really all I need. I know. Well, we were talking about that too. I was like, well, it doesn't really. The restriction changes don't change that much. Oh yeah, like those restriction changes are so dumb because and it's like the only thing is like my mom will feel less guilty. <laughs> yeah, so I guess what we I'll, I'll just explain. So Bonnie Henry, the health officer for BC, like right now we're under these restrictions where 
you have to wear a mask in public. You can't gather. You were you weren't supposed to gather outside, For but it's like we're not supposed to be anywhere near anyone who wasn't in your household. Yeah, but you're allowed to go into a public space. Like I could go to the mall across the parking lot. Like I live right beside a mall and I go there all the time and I'm allowed to because the fucking spice must flow and people need money, but I just have to wear a mask. So if say someone I know was also shopping at the mall, that's not gathering. That's just me and them being at the mall at the same time, but you don't have to wear a mask outside and everybody's allowed to go outside. So people could just go outside together. Like as long as you're not, within six feet of each other that's not gathering that you're still socially distanced so this and is just now like, let us go out because we weren't supposed to go outside or inside with people so now we can go outside with some yeah but but my whole thing is like what do you mean you're not supposed to go outside like you're allowed well, to be why you inviting people to your house to like have a bonfire yeah like you're not supposed to be within six feet of people uh, but the weird thing too is it's like this thing about being able to go inside. It's like, you got to stay six feet away from everybody. So you don't spread it. But if you have to be within six feet of someone wear a mask. So everybody just took that as, well, if I wear a mask, I could go by people. So I know, it's like, like not necessarily true. That's what I think yeah. she just had to do something before spring break. Cause people were going nuts. Yeah. So I don't know. Like to me, it's just dumb because it's like, just go outside. Like everybody who's going crazy right now, and you have friends you haven't seen. Well, I mean, go they, outside, they, just don't they, touch they, them. What's that? They should have gone outside anyway. Don't touch yeah. them. Don't have, the reason they don't want you to have them over is because then inevitably you end up like grabbing a drink or going to the bathroom or borrowing a thing. Like you end up in their house always. But like you can go to the park. But yeah, just go meet your friends in the park, and if you have to stay like stay six feet apart, and then you're fine. Like because apparently. Coronavirus it, doesn't it go. Fun, it doesn't know. It can't go. It's just like yeah. not that tall. Exactly. And if I could be around strangers with a mask, shouldn't I be allowed to be around my friends with a mask? Just one, saying. One I mean, I'm at work with 50 guys and we all wear masks. And I mean, so. that's got its own problems outside of Corona. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just so annoying. Just like as long as you social distance, you can do anything you want. That's how I see it. Sure. That's why we're zooming. Yeah. Social distance. We're like over six feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to go in the hot tub now. Ooh, nice. I'm, I'm a bit jealous that you got to go in the hot tub. I know. Well, just going to say. The owners yeah. uh, of the house are also going to be. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you wear a mask, you're allowed to gather with yeah, 10 people. Gather strangers or not. We're <laughs> Just go in a hot tub and make sure you don't get your mask wet. Oh, that I mean, would be so gross. As if the chlorine in a hot tub is not going to kill COVID anyway. Yeah, I mean, we've been, they've been going to the pool. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, thanks a lot for coming by, guys. I mean, yeah, thanks for having us. patching in. It's been great. Well, thanks for letting me talk about sciencey stuff that I obviously don't know much about. <laughs> hey, that's my favorite. That's my favorite kind of science to talk about. Thanks for staying awake the whole time, too. I know NFTs are boring. You're going to make it. I just mostly 
stood here as eye candy. Just hey, handsome, but it's good. You make great eye candy, Andrew. He does. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to add? Oh, do you? What about your socials? Um, I'm at Miss You Do You. Yeah. That plus size hipster on Twitter. Uh, I was gonna say, do you use that? Because he does uh. use it on Twitter and on Instagram. But are you a lurker? Just go on Twitter and lurk yeah, people. Yeah, I'm a lurker for everything. Nice. Always. Um. Yeah. So, do you have Instagram that you use, or do you just yeah. thing plus size hipster on Instagram? That one okay. Like the Insta picture. one's actually much better than the right. Twitter because he actually does stuff on there. Oh, okay. Very nice photos of my family. Pictures and things. Nice. Actually, I'll follow you. I'm on Instagram. Lovely. At Dale Body. Yeah, I probably already follow you if you follow me. Six months, I'll post something. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Super Dalebot. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Outrage Fact Pod. You could send us some uh, if you want to hear more information about stocks or NFTs. You can. You want Dale to mail us your stock broker. <laughs> I will become your. I will become your finance expert and tell you which stocks to buy based solely on their name. You, that's Outrage Fact Pod at Gmail. Um, Facebook.com slash Outrage Fact Pod to find our Facebook presence. Um, I think that's, oh, OutrageFactory.com to find the audio version. The uh, YouTube is, you just search Outrage Factory on YouTube because it's actually a number, so I can't tell you. I usually <laughs> link the videos when I, because I'll put them out tomorrow. So I'll link the audio and the visual on my personal uh, Twitter, the podcast Twitter, and my Facebook. Awesome. Anything else? No. Until next time. We gotta be. <laughs> Stay angry. Bye. Peace out.